0: Because last week what we did is relate. we went through First Corinthians, the second half of First Corinthians chapter 12 and what it speaks of, or what Paul is speaking of there, what he's writing to the people is is illustrating that all of the body of Christ is like a human body. That there are different parts and different ways to work. And that each part of the body is part of the entire body of course. That each one works in a separate, a different way. And that a hand cannot be an eye, and a foot cannot be a knee or an elbow. Each one has specific instruction on what they are to do. And if a foot tries to be a knee, it's in big trouble. What if a foot tries to be an eye? That's not good. What if you had a nostril where the ear is at? Oh, you blow your nose here. it kind of be cool, maybe. You know, you just feel like.
1: <laughs>
0: know, it's not funny, but. I think we as believers, we as the body, trying to be things that we are not is very dangerous. And we, the body of Christ, recognizing who we are a hand, or a foot, or an eye, or a mouth recognizing the gift that we do have or the part of the body that we are and using it for our glory instead of the Father's glory, this is very dangerous also. So Paul illustrates a body, a human body for the body of Christ. And that's what we looked at last week and how important and crucial it is to what? That every single one of you know your spiritual gift. What? Yeah that every single one of you would know your spiritual gift. Every single one of you has one. Maybe some bleed and others, like you may, have, you may be able to operate in a couple different ones, but there is one main thing that you have. There is one main purpose that you are to be doing in the body of Christ. Now, if you don't know what that purpose is, and you do not know what that gift is, then guess what? You are wasting your gift you were wasting your life. God has given you a job in the body. It's like if you were a hand and it was just never used. Or if you were one foot, you can't walk. If you were an eye, your vision lacks now. If you were an ear to listen, nobody gets heard. If you are not to speak, no one will ever be able to hear. Each one has a function, and each one of us should be operating in that function. And when we do this, you have the greatest balance you've ever seen. You have people interacting, and the body of Christ being healthy. Really healthy. Operating in the way that it should be. And so, last week we talked about the practical things I brought to the table were what are your spiritual gifts? What are they? What is it that you have? I'm sorry, spiritual gift. What is the spiritual gift that you have individually? And what the homework was last week was to ask the people around you you what you are gifted at or what they think your gift is. And we did that after the study. And then we prayed if someone... We had people pray over one another and ask them what they think their spiritual gift is and then pray for them that the Father would reveal to them their spiritual gift. And so all week I hope that you have been thinking about what you have or what you are to be doing in the body of Christ and that maybe you have asked someone how do you figure out what your gift is? Look at the church that you attend. If there is one thing that you, could cha- that you could change in the church, what would you change? You find out the thing that you would change if you were in charge, and I guarantee that that's pretty close to the gift that you probably have. Somebody I was talking with earlier is, hey, I would change the teaching. I would go more in-depth Then I would reckon that you are a teacher, that you love to look at doctrinal things and to teach the body And maybe you're like, well, I still don't understand, I still don't know, Josh. Well, tonight we're going to look at Romans chapter 12. And we are going to define each gift specifically. There are seven, and I hope that you would understand thoroughly. Look, me leading this study, me speaking to you guys week after week, month after month, year after year, four years to be exact, man, four years... Me not letting you and helping you to understand your gifts is the biggest mistake I can (coughs) ever do to you. Why? Because how can you function in the body? How can you operate? How can you be blessed? And how can you bless others? How can you store treasure in heaven if you do not even know what you are gifted in? How can you start to move forward in your walk if you don't know what you're gifted in? It is absolutely mandatory that a shepherd reveals to the sheep what they are to be doing. Helps them to understand thoroughly, and I'm sorry. It is my fault. And I think these things need to be brought to the table maybe once every four months or so, refreshed in our minds. (coughs) That we continue moving in these things, you understand? We will not be healthy until we do. And you will not be healthy spiritually until you do. Hey, a thumb loves being a thumb. An eye loves seeing. The mouth loves to speak. And when they function in the way they are made to function, they are blessed. Are you blessed? Are you being used of God right now in your life? If you ask the question, yeah, it might not be me, but why isn't it happening? I believe a lot of the reason is two things. Number one, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you're not sure exactly where you are to be put specifically. And number two, if you do know what you ought to be doing, there's no platform for you to operate in that gift. Nobody gives you that opportunity to do that. Big mistake number two. So we are going to look at these things tonight. Romans chapter 12. And we are going to break these gifts down. Before we jump into Romans chapter 12, I want to establish something with you, okay? Real quick. There are three sections of scripture that we will be looking at today and next week. Next week we will be looking at 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians chapter 4. Now listen up. These are phrases that I want you to memorize and understand. We are going to say them right now together. okay? And I want you to thoroughly understand each one. If you have this memorized then you'll be on the same page. If you do not, you will not understand what I'm talking about when I talk about things next week. You must know the differences between these, these things these chapters, these books, or you will not be able to understand the spiritual gifts of the Bible. And this is why there is so much confusion in the church today with spiritual gifts and why they are not happening and why we're not executing because we do not understand what they are or how they work. Romans chapter 12, we'll say it together. This is what we're going to say. Romans chapter 12, gifts, everybody has one. Say with me. Romans chapter twelve gifts. Everybody has one. Again. Romans chapter twelve. Gifts. Everybody has one. Again. Romans chapter twelve. Gifts. Everybody has one. Again. Romans chapter twelve. Gifts. Everybody has one. And one more time. Romans chapter twelve. Gifts. Everybody has one. Romans chapter 12 are seven gifts listed, and every single person has one of these gifts. Okay? Number two. Are you writing these things down? If you are, go ahead and write, and I'll pause just for another ten seconds. Romans chapter 12, gifts. Everybody has one. First Corinthians chapter 12 is manifestations. They come once in a while. First Corinthians 12, manifestations. They come once in a while. First Corinthians 12, manifestations. They come once and a while. First Corinthians 12: manifestations. They come once and a while. Say with me. 1 Corinthians 12. Manifestations. They come once in a while. 1 Corinthians 12. Manifestations. They come once in a while. Again. 1 Corinthians 12. Manifestations. They come once in a while. Again. 1 Corinthians 12. Manifestations. They come once in a while. Romans chapter 12. Give everybody has one. 1 Corinthians 12, manifestations, Manifestations they come
1: once in a while.
0: Yes. Once in a while. Now let me explain. 1 Corinthians 12 is a list of what? Gifts that come once in a while. Or manifestations (laughs) that come once in a while. Things like what? Miracles. Things like healing. Things like tongues. Things like a word of wisdom all of a sudden. What does that mean, Josh? Say you're in a situation and you don't know what to do. Man, let me think of this. Ah uh, yes, this is, this is a word of wisdom, straight from God, or a word of knowledge I could, I could even say. There's a professor in a classroom, and he's been picking on the student, he's, he's an atheist, and he's been picking on the student the entire semester. He gives him a hard <coughs> time at the science class. About evolution and God isn't, isn't real and doesn't exist. And so he decides one day to pull out an egg and shows that it's impossible to crush it with your hand when it's set in the center of your hand. You, you can try it. Place an egg in the palm of your hand like so and wrap your hands around it and squeeze as hard as you possibly can. It will not break, I promise you this. Like, guaranteed. Nobody, you can't break it. Just the way uh, the physics of it, I don't know. Somebody can explain to you, I'm sure. (laughs) But, what happens, so then he takes this egg and he decides to taunt this student. He says, is your God big enough to stop this egg from breaking if I drop it? He says, if your God's big enough to do this, and if your God is powerful, then you pray. You pray a prayer right now in front of the whole class. And when I drop this egg, if it doesn't shatter, then there's a God. And the student says, okay. And he stands up and he says, Dear God, I pray that when my teacher drops this egg, that it shatters into a million pieces and he dies.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and all of a sudden the professor went like this and took the egg and put it back in his drawer and continued on with his class.
1: <laughs>
0: it's a word of wisdom word of knowledge how could that come how could that happen it's just right there on the spot all of a sudden you just know the correct answer you know a word of wisdom a word of knowledge these things that come sporadically like, like Moses parting the Red Sea 1 Corinthians 12 a manifestation that come once in a while Moses can't walk up to every sea or every Red Sea and say part part now time to part again or Elijah start calling down fire from heaven at every point on the face of the earth whenever he wants to these come once and a while Peter being able to say to this man silver and gold have I none but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and all of a sudden the man picks up his mat and walks can you start walking around and hitting people on the forehead and everybody's healed I don't think so my friend that is what that is what the reason why is because 1 Corinthians 12 is a manifestation. It only comes once in a while. Okay? Romans chapter 12.
1: Again, everybody has one.
0: 1 <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 12 manifestations. They only come once in a while. And last but not least, Ephesians chapter 4, the offices of the church. Ephesians chapter 4. The offices of the church. Say it with me. Ephesians Ephesians chapter 4, the offices of the the church. church. One more time. Ephesians Ephesians chapter 4, the the offices of the church. church. Again. Ephesians chapter 4, the offices of the church. church. Where is it found? Ephesians chapter 4. And what is it? The offices of the church. Romans chapter 12 (coughs) is what? Gifts, everybody has one. First Corinthians 12. Manifestations. They only come once in a while. Ephesians chapter four: The offices of the church. OK? Ephesians chapter four, states, five offices. Wait, I hope I said that, right? An apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher and a pastor. Each one of these are different offices, different positions in the church. And so we will talk about that next week, too. We're going to talk about First Corinthians 12 manifestations that come once and a while. And we're going to talk about the offices of the church, Ephesians chapter 4, also next week. But tonight we're going to talk about what? Romans chapter 12. Yes, everybody has one. Everybody has one. So let's dive into it. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. Let's start in verse 3 of Romans chapter 12. Father, speak to us, please, my King. I need wisdom. I know that you're going to do a work, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. says, For I say, though the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Hey, don't, don't be thinking about yourself highly he says, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Verse 4, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Where is the office found? Ephesians chapter 4, remember? It's found right there. Verse 5, so we being many are one body in Christ, And every one members one of another. Remember I just talked about this. We being the members of the body of Christ, each one has a member. Each one is a part of the body. Verse 6. So this is where we get into the gifts. It says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let me read it again. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us. And the first one here stated is prophecy. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. Prophecy. The gift of prophecy. The word prophecy is prophetia. It means a couple things here. Two different things. Two separate things. Write these things down. Prophecy. The gift of prophecy. I'm just going to read to you the definition here. Given a discourse, or the definition of this word in the Greek, a discourse from divine inspiration and in declaring the purpose of God, whether by removing an abomination, the wic, abom, I'm sorry, diminishing the wicked and comforting the afflicted, revealing things hidden by foretelling future events. Of predictions and events relating to Christ's kingdom and its speedy triumph, together with the consolations and abominations pertaining to it. I think that's written down wrong. Okay, um, but these two things, there's two things here. Prophecy. 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 Speaking truth. It is a man who testifies truth. It's like this. A great illustration of prophecy is the guy who maybe is quiet a lot of times or maybe not quiet. But when he says something, he speaks direct truth. It's like every word that comes out of the mouth is just solid truth. Just like, that's right, that is the kingdom of God. That is straight from the word. Everything that he says, you can know and count on that it's going to be right straight down the line. It doesn't waver, it doesn't move. He prophesies, he speaks truth to the people. Secondly, with prophecy is what? Telling the future. Which doesn't happen often here and this day. Can it? Sure. The Father decides to reveal that to someone. But I don't believe somebody has this gift of prophecy of telling the future is not something that you have all the time. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, a manifestation that only comes once in a while. But this speaking of truth, my buddy Christian, I believe, has a gift of prophecy. And many people have told him that he is a prophet in that way. That he, when he speaks, people listen. He speaks truth like no other. His words are so precise and huge and heavy. Packs a punch, just like bam, that's right on. Prophecy. Prophecy, number one. Number two, let's move on and read. It says here in verse seven, or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering. (coughs) Verse seven, ministry is number two. The gift of ministering. See, ministry, what we think a lot of times is what? Like, what's your ministry? What do you do? Like, are you a pastor? Or are you an elder? Or are you ushering? Or this and that. No. Ministering, the word minister means to serve. The word is diakonia. Or diaconia. That's how you say it. It means service or ministering of those who ex- execute the commands of others. Service. It is service to others. It is service to others. Did you hear that? Service to others. Serving. Just straight up serving, doing things that need to be done. I know a couple people who love to serve. It's, it's like, man, I just wish the Father would impart to me like that really heart that wants to serve and be humble and, and wash the dishes all the time and do these things. you know. But one who just takes advantage and is always serving and always doing things for people and always looking for an opportunity to lend a hand or to set up chairs or to do whatever. Serving, continually serving people, ministry. Number three, we have found in verse 7 also, it says, or he that te- teaches on teaching. Teaching It's didasko is the word in the Greek, Didasco, the definition to teach to hold discourse with others in order to instruct them, deliver, to be a teacher, to discharge the office of a teacher, of course, conduct oneself as a teacher, to teach, to impart instruction, to instill doctrine into one, the thing taught or enjoyed, to explain or expound on something, to teach one something, the gift of teaching, (coughs) able to teach, doctrine and instruct, to be able to teach, to break down, to expound the scriptures. Now the gift of teaching, you see, a lot of people may be able to move in this area, like you can teach a Bible study. I believe every single man of a household, when you become fathers one day, men, listen, you must teach your family. It is your responsibility. The burden is on your shoulders to teach your family. You must learn to teach. But there are some who are extremely gifted in it. Jeremy. I believe is a teacher. Remember, Jeremy used to teach with me here. He knows how to break down the scriptures and expound <coughs> in such a way. Jeff Lassane on Wednesday nights is a teacher. The man breaks down the scriptures is greater than anyone I've ever seen. He just like he sees so deep into it and pulls so much out of it. It's hard to listen to sometimes. Yeah, sure, sure. A teacher at your school is hard to listen to, huh? The math teacher teaching you something, but. It is great information. It's solid doctrine. It's essential. We need it. We must listen. Teach us a teacher. Number one, prophecy. Number two, ministry. Number three, teaching. Number four. Number four is found in verse 8. It says, Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, <laughs> exhorting, to exhort, parakalo means to call one aside or to call for, to summon, to call to the people, to address, to speak, to call to, to call upon, which may be done in a way of exhortation, to exhort, to, I like this, to beg and treat, to beseech, to beg, like, please, please my family, do, please, just be disciplined in the passion that comes forth, begging the people. To become a certain thing. Exhorting them with passion. Exhorting, I think, consists of two different things. Encouragement and rebuke. To encourage, to build up the body. To minister and to exhort and to encourage. Good job, guys. Please continue doing this. Encouraging and building up and satisfying one another. Encouraging. And number two, rebuking being able to rebuke in such a way that people receive. You exhort in such a way that it's not hard. It's like, hey, my brother, there's something going on in your life and the reason why I exhort you in this, the reason why I rebuke you is because a wise man loves rebuke. You should love this. Something really big going on in my life right now in the book that I'm reading. It's, it's huge. And it speaks about taking the cream cheese off your face that everybody sees. Like the man who sits in a coffee shop in a really nice suit all dressed up tricked out and he gets cream (laughs) cheese on his face he gets cream cheese on his face and he's late to a business meeting and he doesn't know it and he gets up real late real real quick and just storms out and everybody around him is like snap (laughs) going to a business meeting don't even know he's got cream cheese all over his face (laughs) but listen the scary thing is this amen (laughs) the scary thing is this my friends Is it just as that man in the Armani suit cannot see the cream cheese on his face, so can you and I not see the cream cheese on our face. When you have something on your face, the only way somebody or the only way you can be helped is by someone else telling you. And every single one of us have something on our face that needs to be dealt with. And it's as clear as cream cheese on your face, I guarantee you, that everyone looks at you in a certain way and sees something in you that needs to be changed and needs to be helped. And just as you help your friend because he's got a cliffy hanging or something, or or he forgot to shave right here, or I don't know. Listen, listen, listen. A rebuke is always to help, always to encourage. It ends up with encouragement in the end. The way you view yourself, my friends, listen. The way you view yourself, my friends, listen. Listen. The way you view yourself is like looking into a carnival mirror. You go to a carnival and you see those little wavy mirrors. That's the way you view yourself. You do not have a clear vision of your own self. You cannot see the cream cheese on your own face. And you will never be able to see it until someone tells you. The one who sees clearly is the one looking at you. And it's a scary thing when I realize that notice this because I said, Oh snap, this is me. Josh Thompson serving in ministry for how long, and doing all these crazy things, get all this cool opportunity to do this, 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 and this. And I think in myself, I have this image of myself in my head like I'm the man. But listen, the image that I have in my mind of myself is distraught. It's completely flawed, and it doesn't work. The image that people have of me, my closest friends, can tell me the problems in the cream cheese that I have in my own face. And that's the only way I'll ever know and understand. It's crucial. Rebuke and exhortation. You rebuke, you tell somebody about the cream cheese only so they can wipe their face off and go on their way to help them, you see. Exhortation. Exhortation and courage and rebuke. The gift of exhorting. <coughs> Number five, is found in verse eight there. It says, he that exhorteth, on exhortation, and he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Giving, 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 the gift of giving. The gift of giving. The word to give is diomi, didomi. And the word to give always means to give something to someone else listen, of one's own accord to give one something to his advantage, to bestow a gift, to grant, give to one asking, letting them have, to supply or to furnish necessary things, to give over, to deliver, to reach out, to extend, to present, to give over to one's care and trust, commit to give, to give of yourself, to give of your finances, to give anything. My brother, it reminds me of my brother so much, because Jesse, my youngest brother, like even though he's not really walking with the king 100% right now, I pray, please, (coughs) if you can, if you ever think of that on your day, just please say, Father, bless Jesse today and minister to him. But he is the most giving kid you've ever seen, like, he'll have, like, I remember, I'll never forget it, he had Starburst, right? There's a bunch of people, and he's just like, anybody want a Starburst? You know, and and, and you know, he, starts, he gives it to the person next to him, and he starts going around and just starts giving them to everybody. And he doesn't even eat one himself. He gives the whole pack away, and I go and rebuke him for it. I'm like, Jess, you didn't even eat one yourself, man. What's wrong with you? You bought the Starburst so you could have one, and he just gave it all away. And he's always doing that. He always gives before he ever thinks about himself. He just give, He just does that. It's just in him. He knows. He loves to give. He loves to give everything away. And that's awesome. And there's many people who function in this. But you'll see the person. I, I know a man. who was a very wealthy man. He used to give to the high school ministry like you'd never believe if I told you. But nobody ever knew. It says give with what? Simplicity. Give with simplicity. Simplicity, and I want to look at that word simplicity. This is important. Give with simplicity. The gift of giving. The word here is haplates. It says in singleness, or singleness, one-on-one. Simplicity, sincerely, mental honesty, right motives. A virtue of one who is free from pretense and hypocrisy and number two not with self-seeking openness of heart manifesting itself in generosity it's crucial a man who does not give with simplicity it's worthless you take the props to yourself you do it so that people can see you you do it so you can be exalted if you don't do it with real generosity you do it to hold something against them like Okay, here you go. You know, here's uh, 20 bucks, you know. And then later on, two weeks later, it's like, geez, you're such a bad friend. I give you $20 and I do this for you and I do that for you and all you do is just take advantage of me. It's like, then don't ever give. (laughs) Listen, don't ever give to anybody if you expect them to repay you back something. It's a big mistake. You give never expecting anything back. You don't give so that people will owe you something one day. Ever. You give and you just let it go. You give with simplicity. The gift of giving. Number six. He that ruleth, found in verse 8, rule with diligence. He that rule, rule with diligence. Now, I see a lot of Bible commentators writing that this word ruleth here is like being a leader, which I object. I don't think that it's meaning that anybody who can rule is a leader. I think that's meaning anybody who can rule can administrate, is an administrator, can take care of business per se. Jeremy was also very good at this, which I saw, my best friend, very good at the administrative mind, being able to take care of business, delegate and make sure Vince Bueno, many of you know, is a master of delegating, and of ruling, and taking care of these. Listen, to rule, the word is (coughs) proestemi, to set in place before, to set over, to be over, to superintend, or superintendent, proceed over, to be a protector or guardian. The root word, the root word to rule comes from this word histemi, not proestemi, histemi, it means to cause or to make stand, to place, to put, set. There's a couple things I underlined here. I just want to read them to you. There's quite a few. But it says, to bid or to stand by, to set up. Able to set things up, make them work. To make firm, to fix, establish. To cause a person or a thing to keep its order or its place. To uphold or to sustain the authority, force of any. <clears throat> To set our place in balance. Make sure everything is... You see, it's like keeping things in order. Now, I think at, at Harvest Christian Fellowship, man, who does that very well, is John Collins. He's the guy who does the announcements on Sunday mornings. He's a great business a master businessman. Mastermind of business. And he keeps things in order in this way. Administrating. The quality, I like this, of quality, one who does not hesitate and does not waver. It's like the boss. Sit there and just like, nope. Should have been on top? Or you need to get that done. I ask you to get that done. Does not waver, it's just like bam. Whereas your camp money. If any would say to us, or why isn't this done? Or get this done, get this taken care of. Just administrates perfectly and precisely. I love it. And we need this in the body of Christ. But the second part to ruling is with diligence. You must rule with diligence. With diligence, the word is spude. Haste, with haste. Earnestness, diligence. Earnestness and accomplishing, <laughs> promoting, or striving after anything. It's like eager to make sure that everything is kept in order. and Everything is kept right. I'll stop there with ruling and move on. Number seven. To show mercy. It says here in verse 8. He that show mercy with cheerfulness. This is the last one. Show mercy. Ilao, To have mercy on. To help one afflicted or seeking aid. To help <coughs> the afflicted. To bring help to the wretched. That's just the person who has the heart of gold. Straight up. Maybe they're not the greatest teacher on the face of the earth, but they sure do know how to love on people and sure do know how to wrap their arm around people and be there for people. Just loves the sheep, has mercy on people. Maybe when everybody else is clowning, they're the one like, feeling bad, like, snap, kick back on the guy, you know? Don't give him such a hard time. The heart of gold, there's a guy named Tim in our... in Mexico with my 22 guys. And Tim, maybe he wasn't the most flashy guy He's from... North Carolina, you know, he used the full on, like, had the accent, and really thick, really thick, and, and maybe, you know, wasn't the most brilliant guy on the block, you know, and, 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 and just, you know, he just kind of work with his hands, just kind of do his thing, you know, chase frogs and go fishing, I don't know, you know, that that kind of mentality from North Carolina, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but,
0: but, but Tim, you know, maybe you wouldn't give up and give the greatest sermon you've ever heard, or... Be able to exhort the people or speak truth like a prophet or delegate and make sure that everything is in order like a ruler or be able to, he had the gift of mercy, man. He just really know how to love on people. I mean, man, he had a heart of gold, a heart greater than any that was there. And every single man saw it just like, man, only if we had a heart like Tim's. Only if we could love in the way that Tim loves. Man, he just cares for people. He is just there for people. And so mercy, it says mercy is to be done with what? Cheerfulness. The word cheerful, the word cheerfulness or with cheerfulness is cheerfulness, readiness of mind. The root word is hilarious, where we get our word. Hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. <laughs> Cheerful, joyous, prompt to do anything, ready to do anything. for people, laying down his life for others, literally. Mercy, loving on the sheep, being there for the sheep. Let me go through one more, I'm just going to say them each one at a time, okay? And I want you to think and look at yourself as now we have seen thoroughly what these gifts are. Now, analyze yourself, think about yourself. Don't think about yourself all the time, just right now, okay? (laughs) If you do that, you'll be miserable. You'll be bummed out and down. But listen, think about yourself right now, analyze, and as I read these gifts and explain real quickly, just a quick couple words on each one, you try to examine yourself and see which one fits you best, which you think. Because I really, this is the goal, I really want each one of you, tonight, hopefully, to be able to look at yourself and say, I think that I am this. Maybe you're not 100%, but I really think that this is probably the place where I think I can exercise the best. I don't know if I'm, I maybe do a couple of those other gifts, but the one thing that I think that I'm really gifted in is this, okay? So I'm going to read through, and you listen again, and you think about yourself and testify what you think is. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the room after, and I want you to be able to open your mouth, and, and listen, listen. It's like, oh, snap, Josh. You know, like, but it's really fun. Now listen, listen. It's okay. It's okay. It, and, and if you say, I'm not sure, you can just say, okay, I'm not sure. Now, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I just, I think I'm going to think about it tonight and pray about it a little more. I'm not 100% sure. But if you do know, then I want you to testify in front of the group. I want everyone to know what your gift is. I want everybody to see that. So that you can start to move in that and start to exercise that and have a platform to move that. in this study, and that you would... I, Beg and plead with you that you would use this gift here in this night. If you can't, if it's possible, that you tomorrow and throughout this week at church would start to use your gift and start to exercise it, in your family members, the people around you. It should come to you natural, but know what it is and start exercising it, okay? I want you to be able to speak it with your mouth so that it can set in stone right now, in this moment, in this day, that we would gain ground. Okay? And if you don't, don't feel embarrassed, like, oh, snap, I don't know. uh," know. It's no big deal, okay? It will come to you in time. The Father will reveal to you, I promise, if you're not sure. So, let me read through one more time real quick. Verse 5, it says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Just listen. Having then the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to others, whether prophesying. Remember, speaking truth. Testifies truth. Able to just say truth at any time, any place, all the time. Verse 7, or ministry. Remember, service. Serving others. Love to bless and serve others. Teaching. Being able to teach doctrine. I love looking into the scriptures and digging into the scriptures and finding deep meaning and sharing it with others. Doctrine. And finding and expounding the deep things of the word. Exhortation. Remember, encouragement and rebuke. Being able to encourage people in a great way. And being able to let them know, know things that maybe just aren't going right and be able to share it with them and break it to them easily. Giving. Giving with simplicity. Giving. Gives their finances. Gives their starbursts. Gives everything. Loves to give. Just loves to give away with simplicity. Not so that he can be seen, but just so that he can bless somebody because he just wants to put a smile on their face in the name of Jesus. Hey, real quick note. If you ever give something to a homeless person or to anyone, period, you need to say this. I'm going to give this to you, but I want you to know I give this to you in the name of Jesus. I give this to you in the name of Jesus. This is not in the name of Josh Thompson. This is not in the name of Harvest Christian Fellowship. This is not in the name of any church in the nation. This is in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that. That He loves you and this is in His name. And you give in that way, always. Giving. Giving with simplicity. He that ruled, remember, able to delegate very well. Able to really calculate in the mind and and make sure everything is right on and steady. And everything's balanced and okay and it's going to be taken care of. Ruling with diligence, quickly, fast. He that shows mercy, let him show mercy with cheerfulness. Mercy, you know what I'm talking about, the love. Just somebody that just loves on people like you've never seen. Like, man, got a heart of gold. And everybody wants that heart. Just really compassionate for people and caring. And so, we have gone through all seven gifts. Praise the Lord. And now that you know it thoroughly, I mean, I'm sure each one of you could go and teach it and share it with somebody tomorrow this week. Hey, check this out. You know, every single person has a gift. Which one do you have? Sharing with them and encouraging them and those things. But now we—I really want to do this. I want to go around, and I want each person, as I said already, I'm just going to start over here <coughs> with Robert. And um, and 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 I think what we're going to do, yes, what we're going to do is as each. Okay, yes, we're just we're just going to do this first. Dakota, what's up, man? Yeah, I guess maybe we could stop, huh? Thank you, listeners. Blessings on
1: you.
0: (laughs) Amen.